Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Monday, March 14th edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us today. Uh, big weekend in sports. Uh, we'll start locally with uh, Shepard, uh, Shepard Women's Basketball in action twice this weekend. And and unfortunately, twice is the end. We'll kind of recap uh, their Friday night ball game as Nick just decides to uh, forget something. So uh, we'll just keep it on <laughs> on my camera right now. Uh, looking back, I think he was retrieving his his uh, women's bracket. bracket. That's what it I is. Think that's okay, there is. you go. All right. Well, Friday night in the Atlantic Regional, Shepard took on number twenty Gannon. And uh, it was a very hard-fought ball game, and it was, a, I believe, Shepard made the comeback in that, right? Yeah, they did. They, they were um, they were down what twenty? No, it was it, it was close to twenty at yeah. one point. I remember the first time I tuned in, it was thirty-one thirteen. Gannon. Yeah, and uh, they came back and they forced it to not one overtime, but two overtimes, and they eventually got the win in near quadruple, quadruple. I guess is quadruple double. Quadruple, quadruple, because four. It, no, it's still quadruple, yeah, double, because the double is the yeah. figures that you're in. That's so true. So it be a quadruple, double. That's true. Uh, Abby Beeman, in 50 minutes of play, had 34 points, 13 assists, 8 rebounds, and 8 steals. So that's an incredible Two boards and two steals away from having a quadruple, double. Uh, Which she is went unheard of. Eight. For 12 from the free throw line, only 2 of 14 from beyond the arc, 12 of 30 from the field. Cindy uh, Clayton, who has really, over the last, I guess, three weeks now, really just taken command and, you know, been in 20s, I think, almost every single game, had 23 points uh, with uh, four rebounds. She went 9 of 12 from the charity stripe. Then Marley McLaughlin had 22 points, 10 of 16 from the field. She had five boards. And uh, one steal to go along with that. And uh, nine points for Jordan Smith, who is a player that's going to have to step up next year. Um, as Shepard shot 48.6% from the field, only 20% from three and 72.4 from the field. But they got the victory moving on to the next round of the, the semifinal round of the Atlantic Regional, which was Saturday night against the number one team in the bracket, Glenville State. And it was a tough game. Very tough game, unfortunately. Well, I guess I should say they got their 25th win on Friday, most ever in program history. So shout out to this squad for being able to do that. Uh, But on Saturday, their season came to an end in which they stuck around with Glenville State for most of the ball game. It it just definitely playing two overtimes the night before on the last game of the night definitely kind of stuck around with them. That game, I don't think, ended till around 10 p.m., 9.30 p.m. on Friday. Um, and they fell to Glenville State, eighty-two to seventy, um, and uh, I believe Beeman fouled out. I think she did. Sydney yeah. Clayton, I know. Or Sydney Clayton, Clayton. That's, that's what I meant. Clayton, was. Clayton. Yeah, Clayton fouled out. Myers and Smith had four a tie each. ball game, and then Sydney Clayton fouled out with two minutes left. 
And from there, Glenville State went on a 14-2 They run. did. And, uh, so 26 points from Clayton in her final game of her career. And Beeman and McLaughlin both added 11. But Jordan Smith, again, stepping up 14 points. Uh, she'll be back next year, as I just mentioned. Going to be one of the anchors along with Beeman on this team. Uh, but only six points from Shipley and two from... Myers, zero from White, and uh, obviously the big catalyst there was Sidney Clayton fouling out, who was leading the team with 26 points and uh, far and away the best player for Shepard at that point in time in the ballgame. Yeah, you know, it, it's it was I, – I really give them a lot of credit for how well they hung with this team. I mean, again, Glenville was undefeated for most of the season until they were upset in their conference tournament, so – this is one of the one of, if not the best country team in the country this year, and the fact that Shepard was able to hang with them for most of the way until they just got in foul trouble late and and couldn't close it out is a really uh, I think it speaks a lot to to the team that they have this year and the team the things that they've accomplished. I mean, they won an NCAA tournament game. They set a record for the most wins in program history. Um, you know, coming up short against a great team like Glenville is nothing to be ashamed of. And I think that, you know, the the fact that they put up as much of a fight as they did is a really positive thing to move forward. And hopefully they can put together another competitive uh, team next year and have a, another good run. Well, I just think that, um, you know, it was a really good season for Shepard. I think it's a step toward building your program so in the future you can maybe end up being the one seed in the region um you know i think coach echelberry's done a great job with this team but obviously the rams are going to lose a lot with mclaughlin and clayton not being a part of next year's squad um so that will hurt a little bit but you still have abby beeman it seems like you have some talent among your young players they just haven't really grown into the players that uh you need them to be but next year they'll have that opportunity to do so and I mean, it, it was expected. I think. I think if you would ask me before the tournament how I thought Glenville would handle Shepard, I mean, like based on how the Rams had played as of late and how they played against Cal PA and stuff, you know, to have that close of a game, to have a chance against that team, uh, shows the talent and the coaching ability of this program. So it's definitely a, a good stepping point. Obviously, you wanted to go further. But to set the record for the most wins, to win a first-round game, and to be close against maybe the number one team in the nation, I think is a really good achievement for this team and uh, something to build on for the future. And there's a player on Glenville Nick and I are somewhat familiar with, and I forgot that she actually transferred uh, to Glenville. Daisha Congleton, she started out with the herd, had some trouble there, but she completely dominated 27 points, 11 of 16, and five boards in the game five steals uh she really turned the tide late uh with her aggressive defense yeah she's a good player i remember her at marshall i mean she's a legitimate number or division one player yeah. talent wise she just had some off the court issues i believe that yeah, led to her departure she, but i believe she went to wabash valley college for a season um and went down to the juco level i would assume at that point uh but then she went back up and she transferred to uh glenville state and is having herself a career yeah so good for her i guess that she's found her footing there um she like i said i mean she's a good player so that's not surprising that she would you know have a not that Shepard doesn't have good players but like she's a division one type caliber player that just kind of ran into some trouble and is 
you know, back to playing basketball at a high level. And she's going to, you know, uh, for Glenville, they uh, fell in their conference championship, the Mountain East Conference Championship, to University of Charleston. They're facing them tonight in the uh, Atlantic Regional Final. So definitely be a tough game tonight for those two teams that I believe will go at each other now for the fourth time. And you know what Nick says about four times when somebody plays each other four times? It's tough to win. Tough to win. Uh, I believe Huntington won the Class 4A girls state title on Saturday night there at the Charleston Convention or Coliseum and Convention Center. Uh, as we talked about on Friday, unfortunately, both teams from the Eastern Panhandle fell in the quarterfinal round. Uh, but shout out to them again for great seasons. They'll be back next year. The boys' state tournament begins Thursday for Quad A, I believe, begins tomorrow for single A and double A. Um, should be a great tournament. We'll uh, be joined, hopefully, by head coaches of both teams this week at some point. Uh, the big baseball week here in the Eastern Panhandle. Yeah, season starts Wednesday. Our first game that we'll be covering is Friday, so hopefully we get on all the uh, coaches baseball-wise throughout yeah, the uh, EPAC to talk to them. We're in the midst of contacting or about to contact most of those coaches. I know Wednesday at 12.15 we'll be joined by Martinsburg Bulldog head coach Aaron Byler as they get ready to start their season and uh, we'll be there Friday and Saturday for their first two home games. I guess three home games because it'll be doubleheader Saturday. Uh, more to come with our baseball schedule. We would like to announce we are making the trip down to Myrtle Beach area in South Carolina for the Mingo Bay Classic. We'll have a bunch of games trying to finalize our schedule for that. Uh, we'll get that going here in the coming weeks. But we are going to go down and cover the five out of the six EPAC teams that will be down there for the Mingo Bay Classic. So it should be exciting here. That is April 19th to the 23rd. Games are scheduled right now, 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd. I believe Saturday is a kind of championship day. So you'll have the one for first place, second or for first place game, third place game, fifth place game. Or, so on, so forth. Yeah, yeah, so on, so forth. So uh, we'll get that kind of as we get going. But we are making the trip down there. Um, just wanted to get that there. A lot of things going on here uh, in the last few days. Not only here in the Eastern Panhandle, but throughout uh, brackets were announced. Now let's get say with Division Two. We talked about Nick having his Division Two women's bracket on Friday and Thursday. Nick, how's that looking? You know, it looks good in some places and bad in others. I absolutely dominated the southern part of the country. I got every game right in the <laughs> South region and the South Central. What about the Atlantic region? The Atlantic, I got one game wrong, or one team wrong. I had Kutztown advancing to take on Glenville and ended up being Charleston. So, we'll see about that. Chestnut Hill's out. I had them in the final four. So, your bracket's and already busted. the entire busted. East really? region was kind of funky. That was where, like, all the upsets happened, and I just got all those wrong. Or the upsets I did pick were wrong. So, so what are your upsets? What did you miss? Uh, you know, I had Lemoyne winning that was the one team that i had upsetting in that region that didn't upset um and then like everybody else did so it was like of course the one i picked was wrong <laughs> um but you know some carson newman i thought they would advance farther um some that i got right valdosta state valdosta or however you say that yeah uh lee is not an upset but i had them um i don't know how to say this school but i had them going far 
<laughs> that doesn't give, it give a any contest or Azusa, Azula. Azusa Pacific. Yeah, <laughs> I had them going pretty far, and they and then they pulled off the upset. So, you know, it it's going. It, it's not the worst thing in the world, considering I didn't know most of the teams. But I got four out of eight of the elite eight still alive. So we'll see. Well, there you go. Uh, That'll do it here for this first segment of the Sports Mix. When we come back, we'll talk the NCAA men's bracket, and uh, we'll talk conference championship weekend that just happened. We'll recap a little bit of that. Some shockers, some upsets, some teams that you didn't expect at the beginning of the season to say, hey, they're in the NCAA tournament. They've won their conference. We'll discuss that after this two-minute break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We'll be back. Talk NCAA conference and NCAA tournament action next when we come back after this two-minute break. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Golf season is right upon us. Hi, I'm Ron Springer, head golf professional at the Woods, and I'm excited to announce the, the sixth annual Tournament of Champions back for another exciting year. This year's tournament schedule here at the Woods is bigger than ever, so gather up your buddies to try to qualify for the area's biggest golf event. A list of the many qualifying tournaments held here at the Woods can be found at thewoods.com or by calling 304-754-7222, or you can also find the list in Round the Panhandle magazine. Have fun and benefit the community. I'm talking with Ken Apple, CPA in Martinsburg. Ken, why should a small business choose you? Well, Rob, when you hire me, you get me. You know, when I used to work for a big firm, I thought I understood the needs of small businesses, but it wasn't until I became a small business owner myself that I understood their true needs. Now I know what it's like to make a payroll, and I can relate to the owners of those small businesses. I'm also a bank director. I've been for 20 years, and I understand what the bank needs when you're going for a small business loan. Call Ken Apple, CPA, 304-263-1100. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10 streaming live on the TV10 Facebook page, as well as on WRNR underscore Sports Mix. On Twitter, Spencer Punick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport, happy to have you with us here as we talk some NCAA college basketball, Division One. The uh, bracket comes out on 
our guest last night, Saturday, some big conference championships. Arizona gets the win over UCLA, 84-76 in the Pac-12 tournament final. Uh, in the Big 12 championship, not really a shocker because Texas Tech, I guess a shocker to make it to the final at the 14, uh, or as, as at 14th in the country, but they uh, were, what were they, a four seed? Three seed. Three seed. Uh, Kansas knocks them off 74-65. The big upset here as uh, Virginia Tech, I believe, the first eighth seed to ever, seventh seed to ever win in the ACC tournament. They knock off Duke 82-67. to um, The Big East final, Villanova knocks off Creighton 54-48. And uh believe that was all for the or for the finals on Saturday. Then on Sunday, uh, yesterday, the SEC tournament final, Tennessee knocks off Texas A&M 65-50. Iowa knocks off Purdue in a big upset 75-66. Uh, Houston knocks off Memphis 71-53. That is in the AAC tournament final, then the Big Ten tournament final for Purdue-Iowa, and then the SEC tournament final, as I mentioned. Uh, But the big upset, Virginia Tech, in its first conference tournament championship, knocks off the, the team, Duke. In a pretty convincing fashion there, 82-67, really pulled away at the end of that ballgame. Yeah, obviously, you know, not a big Duke fan. I don't think anybody in here is. No. Uh, but, I mean, Duke is like the, the, the – Yeah, I think Duke is like Duke the class of college basketball. One of the top now, teams yeah. for K's the longest well. time. I, I respect Coach K. That's what but. I'm saying. For the longest time, Duke and UNC have been the faces of the ACT, really. And then Syracuse it's sometimes. the blue bloods, man. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, usually it's one of them in that wins the title game. Usually. Well, especially mm-hmm. considering that this is Coach K's last year, it's his last ACC tournament, you thought that this would be the Duke team to kind of go out on top for him and win him that, that final ACC championship, but they didn't. They he completely also, fell flat. He also well, was asked right going before the game. Hardware. He was asked right before the game, I believe. The NIT. <laughs> he was asked right before Not the WVU, game. Not WVU, that's for sure. That's a different topic. He was asked right before that uh, championship game what his favorite memory has been, and he, or which win was his favorite, and he said, this one that's going to happen, and they lost. I'm so tired of Coach K. I'm ready for him to But go. I would say uh, uh, almost Friday night, almost Miami made it pretty interesting in that ball game, uh, but they fell 80-76 to wow. as Duke advanced. Uh, Colin, we will talk about all the other stuff happening later, but Sorry, we're talking I about the NCAA. other baseball news. We will talk about that in the next segment. Okay, that's But fine. we're going to talk about NCAA tournament right now. Uh, Miami, uh, are they, they're in the tournament. They right? are. They're they are 10 in the seed. First time that the Canes are in since 2018. There you go. When they lost to Loyola Chicago on a buzzer beater. But the, the brackets game. were revealed yesterday. Uh, we have a tournament. Excuse me. An e- excuse me. ESPN uh, tournament challenge. The link is in uh, the uh, chat on uh, Facebook, and it's on both of our on all the TV 10 WR and our social media accounts, as well as all the sports mix accounts. If you would like to join uh, just a little friendly uh, tournament challenge to see if our fans are better or if we're better. I don't want to go that far because if the fans win, we might be unemployed. Why would that be? <laughs> the fans they know more. This is, this is a We're friendly know about sports, aren't we? This is a, this is yeah, a friendly lose, tournament I mean, challenge. This is a friendly tournament Mike challenge Mike might get here. some ideas. This is a friendly tournament challenge. The winner challenge, has though. to get something, right? I mean, 
I don't know. Maybe if we got some swag that we could possibly get somebody. Swag. Yeah. Figure something some out, trip, maybe. If you will. All right. I well, it seemed like conference tournament championships were not that important in the brackets this year. I mean, they I mean, are the for the mid-majors. Yeah. Yes. But for Virginia Tech. Yeah. Which one are you trying to specifically I have a big say? problem, actually, with I know one the of the teams in the said, tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Go. I don't Four understand years. Michigan at 17 and 11 gets in, but a team like Texas A&M that made it to the SEC championship beat Kentucky. I mean, they beat some really good teams on that run, beat a Florida team that was on the bubble, and they don't get in at 23 and 12 out of the SEC. I know they lost to Tennessee in the championship, but like, what makes Michigan – an 11 seed and not only an 11 seed they don't even have to play into the larger i mean nine teams got into the big 10 nine teams i think the sec is coming on man i mean we say this arkansas you got kentucky i I don't disagree but we say this and yet we we were talking before the show as of right now we both have michigan beating colorado i do because michigan's that team that they're like syracuse of the past right like syracuse would always be the team that everybody's like why are they in the tournament yeah and then they win their first few games because they get matched up with a mid-major as an 11 seed and they're just a better team than that mid-major but they're not necessarily better than a team in my opinion like a and do they almost do this just to have a non-cinderella cinderella Yes. I mean, I think if A&M got in, they probably would have been a lower seed. But, like, Michigan not having any playing games or anything, I don't know. Because it, as an 11 seed, if they would do well, you'd kind of picture that as a Cinderella. But then you're like, it's Michigan. That's a Big Ten team. So can it really be a who Cinderella? Who was a one seed last year? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I like Michigan in some ways. I don't like Jawan Howard, which might have to do with some of it. But Eli Brooks is a guy from the – york county area that i like to watch play uh okay so that's cool but besides that i don't want michigan in the top. so we do win picks or are we holding off yeah, on we that could do well, whatever uh, i guess we'll now. talk today we'll talk about the first first four games tomorrow uh it's fine because we, we don't know who who's in i think the 12 12 and the uh what is it 11 11 matchups are intriguing to There's where a couple they could of the go. 16 ones yeah uh all right so, well, I guess it doesn't really count. We'll have to do something because Thursday, the game will already have started. Exactly. Uh, also, Thursday, Friday, uh, show announcement here. We will be on TV 10 on Comcast Channel 10 and streaming on TV 10 only or streaming on uh, Facebook only. We'll have the NCAA tournament games on the radio side. I may try and see if we can switch so we're streaming online. Because we can't stream the NCAA games online uh, due to the contract with uh, Westwood One. So I'm going to try and see if it's possible to stream what's coming out of this board. It is. I believe that's possible. So we can stream the radio, should be able to, online. Uh, but it will not be going out over 106.5 FM and AM 740 on Thursday and Friday during the show. As uh, Friday or Thursday, it will be... Number 11, Michigan against number 6, Colorado State, which tips off at 12-15. And then on Friday, it will be uh, number 10, Loyola, Chicago versus number 7, Ohio State. Just a programming note there for you. Uh, but let's start with these first four games. Tomorrow, uh, the battle of the 16 seeds, 6.40 p.m., which you can listen to here, right here on Talk Radio WRNR. Uh, 106.5 FM, AM 740, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and Texas Southern. Crispy? Corpus, Corpus Christi. Corpus Sorry. Crispy. They are a little crispy. Rice Chicken Krispies? <laughs> uh, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and 
Texas Southern doing battle at 6.40 p.m. Uh, Texas Southern has a three-and-a-half point, or they're, under, or they're projected to win by three-and-a-half. Just because you said Corpus Crispy is why I'm going to pick them out of that. <laughs> we going with Southern. You going to go Southern? Yeah, I'll take the favorite. I guess they've played better teams, but Texas A&M CC is 25 and 11. See, and there you go. Texas A&M did make it. Yeah. Texas A&M CC. <laughs> the, you know what? Actually, give me Texas system. A&M CC. Yeah, jumping playing for the big team. Corpus Crispy. Hey, it's the Texas A&M college system probably, I believe. That's how they do it for UNC. They have a college system. Yeah. Uh, so you got Texas A&M CC? Yeah, sure. I don't care. They're going to lose the in their next game. Yeah. I'll I'll take I'll take Corpus Christi too. I think wow, so. jumping I, I, I on the bandwagon! All right, I've got uh, Go Texas A and M CC as well. One of us should have taken Southern. All right, go on. Uh, then the final game of the night there, nine ten p.m. Uh, these are not a final time. It depends on how long that game lasts. Uh, number, I guess they're both twelve seeds. Indiana versus Wyoming. Indiana opens up a four point favorite in that ball game. I've got Indiana. Hmm. I'll take Indiana, too. I don't know. My cousin went to Wyoming. Are you being serious? Yes. (laughs) I don't know much about most of those teams. I know Indiana's more of the basketball school. I've seen their games here and there, so I guess I'm going to go with the Hoosiers in that one. All right, there you go. Now to Wednesday, the uh, 16 seeds there in the south region. Bryant versus Wright State. Uh, Wright State almost gets a home game for that one. I got to go with Bryant. Peter Kiss. Yeah. Can't miss Kiss. Gotta Leading scorer in the nation. All right. Plus, so uh, is that Northern Bulldogs. Kentucky, you said? Or Wright State. They Wright lost State. to Marshall, so they're not going to win a game. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, I've got uh, Bryant in this one. Can't miss Kiss. Uh, then a very intriguing matchup for the 11th seed there in the West region. Uh, Notre Dame and Rutgers. That's a 9-10 slated tip. Uh, who you guys got? Notre Dame was another bubble team. Yeah, that people had out, and you could argue Texas A and M should be in over them as well. But um, obviously, ACC kind of helps Notre Dame, even though ACC is down this year. Uh, Rutgers is is an interesting team. Colin, I know you're high on them. I am high on them. At one point, they won four straight games against top 25 opponents. Let me look exactly at their top 25 if somebody else wants to give a uh, prediction first. While I'll I just go with the up. Irish with little to no knowledge. Give me the Irish. I will go Rutgers. Absolutely Rutgers. Rutgers has played a tougher eh, schedule. It doesn't let me look. They've got a better defensive team as well. And their record might deceive you because they're only 18 and 13, but... I, I they, like Rutgers, so I'm going with Rutgers. I'm going to go with the Irish. I'm going to go with the Irish as well. I don't know There why. you go. We're split. Those are our plans. We're split. Yeah, uh, but so the one seeds in the tournament, Gonzaga, Arizona, uh, Baylor, and Kansas. Baylor, didn't they lose their conference championship? They, they lost in the they first lost round. They lost in the first round. Well, How did they get a number one seed? I don't know, I think just honestly. because everybody else kind of lost, choked. too. Like, Villanova Duke wasn't choked. good enough to be a one. Kentucky lost. Kentucky choked. I thought Tennessee, Tennessee. I thought they might swoop in and take it. But, you know, eh. they were kind of in that 2-3 range most of the way. So you can't give it to Iowa. If Purdue probably would have won, they probably would have got it. They had a chance. Yeah. yeah. 
But, you know, you look at Baylor's resume this year. They're the defending national champions, so that's got to boost them up a little bit. They have a very different team from the team that won it all last year, but they're great defensively. They've got a lot of depth, and they've been really hot as of late, too, you know, excluding that Oklahoma game in the Big 12 tournament. They've, you know, they they beat Kansas last week. They've just, they've been playing really well as of late, minus that, that one game. So I can see it, it, it you know. Yeah, it, it makes sense. They're a good team. In February, Rutgers beat Michigan State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and then Illinois. In a row. All in a row. Yeah. There you go. All right, well, I've got a uh, just a random topic here. This does not have to reflect what you pick in your uh, brackets, as we will do that later on, uh, probably today, not or not on the show. Uh, but uh, give me two potential Cinderella stories in this tournament. Um, you know, a team I like is like, what do you consider a Cinderella? Like one win or like to go to like far into the tournament? Uh, anything. All right. I think an upset pick, I guess I'll, I'll give you a one upset and somebody that might go far. I'll, I'll take, uh, and that can be any team. I think New Mexico state pulls off the upset. Okay. 12 versus five. I forget who they're playing. But I, I like that. They're team. playing UConn. UConn, yeah. I'm not high on UConn. So I'll take New Mexico State as a team. Um, and then a team I think that could go far, I kind of like little Chicago. Yeah, they've got to play Ohio State first round. I don't really like Ohio State this year. They're, they're kind of, what are they, like 18 and 13 this season. And I think they've had some injury issues. So I don't really love that Buckeye team. I think they can win that game, and they might even have a chance in the next round. So I think little Chicago is a team to watch out for. All righty. They're an eight seed this year, but they're usually a blue-blooded team, and that's North Carolina. Looking at their spot in this region that they're in in the east, they got Marquette. If they win that, they'd probably play Baylor, who we just saw got upset by Oklahoma State in the Big 12. And then we're already iffy about UCLA. St. Mary's would be the favorites to go on next. So I'm saying in that eighth seed there in that east, if UNC gets hot and is able to play well in a tournament like a true blue-blooded team, it's kind of a Cinderella, kind of not, but that's the team that I'm going to go with. I got a couple, but I'll stick with my my big ones. I'll go with Yale over Purdue. That's a 14 over a 3. Purdue's got a really nice team. Marshall win as a 14 over a 3? They were 13. 13 over a 4. Yeah. But Yale, I like Yale. They've done pretty well in the tournament the last couple of years when they get in. They beat Baylor a couple of years ago in a big upset. Purdue is a streaky team. They've got good shooters, but with good shooters, you tend to miss some games. Some games, you're just having an off night. And they turn the ball over way too much to be a consistent threat. So I think Yale's going to pull that upset. I also have Chattanooga beating Illinois in the first round. That's a 13 over 4. Illinois has been kind of streaky as uh, as well as of late. So those are my two big upsets that I'm big looking Ten for. Big Ten has struggled in the tournament as yeah, of late. Recently. Look All at right, that well, Colgate, Ben. My, uh, my potential Cinderella, they did win the ACT tournament. They are ranked 11th and are facing a sixth seed. I got to take Virginia Tech, the hot hand here. Uh, Virginia Tech just have them growing up. one game or do you uh, have them going far? Uh, they potentially, I could see them potentially knocking off Kentucky. I could see wow. that potentially happening. Ooh. That's a sweet. So you want Ooh. you you think they have a chance at the elite eight? Yeah, that's okay, shocking. Okay. That's okay. really yeah. shocking. Um, and also, I have to go with 
this is why I picked one different, but the other one would be another another Cinderella story for Loyola Chicago, like Nick said. Uh, but my one main one would be uh, Virginia Tech there, potentially making the Sweet 16 there. Wow. All righty. Yeah. I, I like it. That is yeah. shocking. That's, it's that's, March. That's you a hot know. take. I, that's I like a pick. It. That's it's a March. Pick. And I uh, grew up Virginia Tech kind of guy. Uh, that'll do it for this segment of Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hackles and Way. To go to Orsini's.com for more. We come back, we'll talk a little MLB, a little uh, NFL. Big name, uh, the GOAT, decides to unretire last night. Uh, we'll talk about that after this two and a half minute break. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces. Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WV Medicine is now offering a new robotic-assisted platform for minimally invasive biopsy in the lung. The ION system by Intuitive allows pulmonologists to diagnose lung cancers earlier and less invasively than ever before. With the ION system, tissue samples can be obtained from hard-to-reach areas of the lung, resulting in earlier diagnosis of smaller nodules and better outcomes for patients. WVU Medicine, the future of surgery is here. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Panhandle Printing and Design is your full-service local print shop. With over 50 years of combined experience, we know how to handle all of your printing and design needs. We can handle anything, from small business cards to wrapping large vehicles. Our in-house design team can do it all. As a staple of this community, we love helping people promote their events, businesses, and anything they're passionate about. Envision, create, and bring your ideas to life with Panhandle Printing and Design. Martinsburg Bulldog Football presents the 9th Annual Bulldog Golf Classic on Thursday, June 9th at the Crest Creek Country Club. Go to Martinsburg Bulldog Football Facebook page or martinsburgfootball.com for more information. Is it shaky? Nah, I think it's going to left a little. Are you sure? Man, you got to get that thing off soon. Yeah, 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 it's okay. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR, FM 106.5 AM 740, streaming live on the TV10 Facebook page, as well as WRNR underscore Sports Mix on Twitter and on TV10 on Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson Counties. Uh, Spencer B. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, running things on the TV10 side of things today. Happy to have you with us. Um, baseball. It was a shock kind of Thursday afternoon. I believe it was Thursday afternoon. Wednesday or Thursday afternoon, the MLBPA and the MLB owners decided to come. Thursday. We were Thursday. At the, we you're were right. You're right. Field. There you it's go. True. Thursday. Yeah, I didn't shut up about it. <laughs> I'll say it before he does. <laughs> so, baseball is back, as Colin said about uh, 20 times when we were out at PO. Probably more. Um, the over-under's at 20. Yeah, a uh, lot of stuff going on here in the last 24, 48 hours. A lot of stuff happening today. Uh, big news for a team that we air on this station, the Nationals. They have made, they have reached an agreement on a one-year $15 million deal with, wasn't he former Orioles slugger? Yeah, Nelson Orioles, Cruz. Twins, Mariners, Rangers. The contract includes a mutual option for 2023. He will earn $12 million in 2022 and an additional $3 million if the club does not exercise the option. He has, I think, over 30 home runs a season. He is, though, 41 years old. But It's still a good sign. But the MLB's installation of the DH mm-hmm. in the National League definitely was a reason why, because he is a DH at 41. Um, he can play first, right? Or outfield. Yeah, one of the not other. anymore. No, but he did at one point. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to have um, him out there. But he's the first DH to sign with a National League team. There you go. Officially. And, um, and it's a good one, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good signing because, was it, 12 teams make the playoffs now? Mm-hmm. Yep. So y- You need a if, veteran like that. You need a veteran like that. And if the Nats are not in playoff position at the trade deadline, you can sell with him. Yeah. I think any it's unless he's having a down year. Better him than Soto. Yeah. Uh, the Nationals also bring back Sean Doolittle, a uh, fan favorite uh, relief pitcher there who I believe helped them win the World Series back in yep. 2019. So a lot of moves coming down the pipeline. Uh, Mets' Jacob deGrom is opting out of his contract. He, quote, wants to stay a uh, Met for his entire career, but he's opting out of a five-year, $137 million contract to make more money there. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. has a has a fracture wrist, wrist and he's yeah. out at least three months. Uh, Pete Alonso feels blessed after a car flip, after a car flip over. He's going to be yeah, out apparently for a while. that happened yesterday. Okay? Yeah, yeah. spring training. He's okay. He uh, apparently took a uh, some hits and ground balls today. But yeah, I guess it. What I'm looking Whoa. at the New York Post. Uh, so his vehicle flipped three times when it was struck by a driver who yeah. ran a red light so, on. Sunday. Whoa. Yep, this story just Man. broke about 15 yeah. minutes ago. So yeah, well, Glad he's all right. That's yes, crazy. very happy. But a lot of stuff going around the MLB. A big trade last night from the Yankees. Uh, I have a Yankees fan that's a friend. Don't we all, unfortunately? <laughs> and he was in a movie last night, and he texted me. Like I texted him. I said, whoa. He was in a movie? Trade. What movie was he in? He was at the movies, I should say. Batman? Watching a movie. I believe it actually was Batman. <laughs> I need to go see that. Um, and I sent him the trade, and I was like, what do you think about it? He goes, Whoa! What happened? I just got out of a movie, and I said he he used some words that you can't use on the radio. How mad he was about it because Donaldson's thirty six, and Gary Sanchez is a lot younger, and Gio Urshela, 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 Urshela is also a lot younger, so he's not too happy as a Yankees fan. 
Yeah, I, I don't really understand this move too much for the Yankees. I mean, Donaldson could be, you know, if he's healthy, bounce back. But I think he still has like $50 million on his contract. But it's the Yankees. You're getting – yeah, so that doesn't matter too much. But you're getting rid of a dec- a guy that in Gary Sanchez that is not a great hitter, really. I mean, he's a good he power really hitter. You're swapping a 36-year-old for a 30-year-old at third base. He strikes out a ton. And Donaldson hasn't been that great either. So it's a trade that honestly could just not really work out for either team. But I don't get it too much for the Yankees. But – I think they're trying to get the upgrade of Donaldson, but I don't know. They get a downgrade. I still think a catcher, even though, like I said, Sanchez is really just a power guy at this point. He's striking out way too much. Um, and third base is Urshel is a good, you know, contact hitter, but he's not a great home run or RBI guy necessarily. So, you know, it's an interesting trade. I don't. I wouldn't love it if I were a Yankee fan, just based on the contracts, but. I don't think it's like the worst trade ever, but I don't think it's necessarily going to be a big move for either team. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely will be something to look at. But, you know, a lot of stuff going around MLB here is a lot of things going down. Uh, Clayton Kershaw back with the Dodgers on a one-year deal. Um, many moves still to be made here as I believe spring training games open up. Friday. Friday, yeah. Uh, but one, I guess Thursday is, is what oh, it never is. Mind. That was just the um, Alonzo story for yeah. ESPN now. Thursday is when spring training games open up. Uh, one thing that's kind of something to be looking at is I listened yesterday to a little bit of uh, Nats GM Mike Rizzo, his press conference. He doesn't like the amount of days that the pitchers have to, to get to get game ready. He thinks that that could be something that hurts them later on. Because you've only got about three weeks to – because, I mean, the way everything worked out is – so Thursday was when the deal was finalized – Pitchers and catchers and anybody could just show up starting on Friday and then they wouldn't start games until Thursday with a few going on and then really everything starting Friday. Uh, it definitely doesn't help there because, you know, pitchers have their way that they warm up to the season. Most of them, I guess, take some time off and then right after Christmas they start kind of getting back in, pitching a couple days a week, I, I one day like a week. I feel like they still have been hopefully training at home knowing that it would only be a matter of time before baseball would finally come back, right? I don't know. No. You you're the one last week that said there's no end in sight on Tuesday or whatever it was. It's Monday and then Thursday. True, but happened. I also when we were originally talking about it was the one that said it would be back the earliest when we made our on air predictions. I said May. All right. Well, now switching over to the NFL here quickly. Uh, uh, Tom Brady comes out of retirement. That surprised Not me. Surprising. I, I surprised Tampa me. Bay said they would leave the light on for him. They thought there was a chance. That's why they haven't really done a lot. Uh, but the problem is they don't have a lot of money. Uh, they do, though. Him saying he was going to come back today, uh, again, the legal tampering period started at noon, so teams could start talking to potential free agents. They had 20-something potential free agents there on the Buccaneers. Uh, Tom Brady's, center, speak, Tom Brady's center has already re-signed. Ryan Jensen. So, yeah, Ryan Jensen. For the um, Raven. I wasn't surprised. I thought he'd be playing this year. I was a little bit surprised that he was coming back with the Bucks just because I thought the retirement was so he could get out of Tampa, especially if it being such a quick turnaround for him to come back. It really doesn't make much sense to me that he even announced the retirement in the first place. Like, I thought... Does that add more credibility maybe to that rumored story that there was some f- tension going on yeah, there, there was, in Tampa and there maybe was it that got rumor made up and that's Westwich. why he came back? 
and uh, Bruce Arians and Brady yeah. all having kind of issues about the game plan. I guess that's not really true because he's again he's back in Tampa. I but, thought if he uh, would I'm just be thinking back, maybe at first he was frustrated, so then he retired, and now the you know it's water it under the bridge, so he came back. Yeah, it's a possibility. I don't know. I'm not really surprised that he's playing though. Again, I mean, there's no reason for him to retire. Like we said, he was you know already playing at a great level. I mean, he's playing at a great he level. Led the league but what does he need to prove? Shots. What does he need to prove? He wants to go he out with another go Super out. Bowl. Yeah. Go out with a ring. I guess so. Last year, he has nothing to prove but go win another one if he can. Right. Yeah, I guess so. All right, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap up today's edition of the show talking a little Caps and Wizards. Uh, that's after this two-minute break. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. and We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our defensive handgun one course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class Saturday, April the 23rd. Valley Guns 2 is also accepting registrations for the defensive rifle carbine one course April 24. Classes beginning April 3 will be held at the Valley Guns 2 Firearms Training Center located in Bloomery, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu, call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for March 14th, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or can stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport running things on the TV10 side today. Happy to have you with us here in this final segment. Got about four minutes left in the show. Um, 
Wizards and Capitals in action over the weekend. Wizards lost a pair of games Friday and Saturday. Uh, they fell 122-109 to 109 to the Lakers. LeBron James completely took over that game. I believe he had 50, is that 53, correct? 53, yeah. uh, No, he had 50 points. Hmm. Uh, 21 for Monk, uh, 15 for Horton Tucker, and 12 for Austin Reeves. Uh, Wizards... Uh, it just LeBron really just took over the game. They had uh, some good double-digit performances. Kuzma with 23, Kispert with 21, a double-double for Porzingis, 14 and 14, uh, 15 for Rui Hachimura, and uh, 14 for Tomas Sadaransky. So the Wizards, they played a, a pretty good ball game. LeBron James just being LeBron James took over on Friday night and uh, kind of is taking the Lakers maybe – coming back a little bit i don't know but he took over that game completely with the 50 burger yeah i thought that the wizards had a good chance to win that game based on i think overall they have a little bit of a better team than the lakers but the lakers have lebron and if lebron's playing like that you know he can beat any team in the league when he's dropping 50 obviously so wizards played well they got good production out of their young guys in that game just couldn't get the win um I mean, yeah, like I said, if LeBron's playing like that, it's pretty much impossible to beat them. Then they went back on Saturday. They were in Portland. They lost to the Trailblazers 127-118. Again, great nights from their players. That just The other team just played a lot better, didn't play great defense. Uh, KCP led the way with 26 points. Kuzma had 22. Um, Kispert with 15. Gafford with 14. Uh, Rui had 12. And Ish Smith had 10. So the Wizards putting up big numbers from their players, just not able to do things really on the glass, didn't have anybody above six or above five rebounds, and uh, just couldn't do anything. And the Trailblazers won that game. The Wizards are now 29-37, and 37 and they face Golden State tonight, who's looking really good as, as usual. That's not a good loss for the Wizards either, just because this Portland team has Dame Lillard and a bunch of guys. Didn't Lillard have like 40 points, though, or something, 40-plus? He might have, but pretty sure he had. I like mean, again, Portland 40, is is forty five plus. Pretty clearly in not win mode. Yes, you know, so to lose to a team like that, especially when you're the Wiz who are trying to fight for a play in three birth, games back of tenth. So. Yeah, but that you, you that's can, not a good loss. You can't let guys go. I mean, the Wizards aren't this great team point either. wise. Like they, they got to neutralize the stars. Decent young to talent. They didn't up. have Porzingis in that game. I don't know if that's just like a rest day for him or. What's exactly going on there? James Conner staying with the Cardinals. But it's not any news. It's just updated. All right, yeah, yeah. Nick, go back to what you're saying. We got a little. We don't have much time left. I didn't have much to say really, besides that the Wizards aren't like a great team. So them losing to a bad team like Portland. I mean, it's already happened one this once this year. And if you have a superstar like Damian Lillard, the Wizards really don't have anybody for a matchup with him. Yeah. Now over to the Caps, Uh, they. Got up early 2-0 against Vancouver Friday night. Uh, third period, though, Vancouver stormed back, and the Capitals scored uh, on the final couple minutes of the of the game. Took it to overtime. Lars Eller scored in overtime to get the victory there. And the Capitals get another victory. They're 6-3-1 in their last 10. Still that first wild card spot, but things are slowly starting March to turn around. March has been a around. great month. Nine points in five games. Kuznetsov yeah. got the hat trick last game, just waiting for... 
Ovechkin to finally pass Yager. Maybe it will uh, tomorrow night at home. Yeah, and the uh, Caps have tomorrow night at home. They have the Islanders. Islanders currently sitting at 24-24-8 and eight, uh, with just 56 points. Capitals now 32-18-10 and 10 with 74 points. So hopefully it'll be a good game tomorrow night where they can get the victory. But that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, Nick Verzlini, I'm Spencer Reese saying so long. Again, go on to our social media and join our ESPN Bracket Challenge for a chance to face us in the Bracket Challenge. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 12.08.